write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know that was great sounds watch with outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven myself prestige with my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building Easy Blues you're a better introductions more than me who do we have with us today on behind the brand go right ahead sir Ladies and gentlemen there's a world out there where people formulate opinions and they tell us their true connection to the art form that is the entertainment world. Podcasting is so incredible because you have the opportunity to hang out with your friend that you haven't seen forever and have these incredible conversations. Can talk about how Han was supposed to shoot first. Can truly, truly, truly understand the difference between boldly going where no one has gone before and fighting for the rebellion. There are people that will sit and understand each bit and piece of every comic page in which you turn and the paper cuts in which you've earned. And for that, we have one of the best in the game today and possibly for tomorrow. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and two. We don't need any accidents. But men, put your hands together for the phenomenal, the amazing, the absolutely really cool guy to talk to about all things that are dope and nerd culture. Morgan Cole Cobbs, what's up, brother? What's going on, guys? I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Easy, for that stellar in in introduction. It's probably like the best. <laughs> You know, I I don't know if like any of the other any any of the other like podcasts that that I've been on, it's like, right. you know, no shade to any, to any other podcast that that I've been on, but easy. I have to say that was like the best introduction that I've had by far. All right, he tries um, his best, man. He tries his best. He tries his best. He does it with love and definitely with consideration. <laughs> but please tell myself and my and my and my good brother right here, my good bearded brother. Why did you want to start doing this? Why did you want to become a podcaster? Tell us. Well, um, uh, for, for, for me, it was just the fact that I've been like ever since I was little. And it's funny because like literally last night on FXM, Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer was on. And mm -hmm. I don't think I think I think I've watched that movie probably one time when I was like six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> OK, but like. I, I just I just really love 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 I've always loved Marvel movies um, I can remember as early as when I was three years old I saw Spider-Man 2 in theaters um, you, you know I, I've just always been like a Spider-Man fan I've always been a fan of like movies and just like nerd culture from a very young age mm -hmm. uh, I remember seeing I remember seeing Iron Man when I was seven and uh, you know I, th I think I, I was in middle school when the when the Avengers came 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 out so I guess for me it's just I've always loved I guess movies and superheroes and I did take a class in uh, high school you know shout out to um, engineering and science university magnet school in uh, West Haven Connecticut class of 2018 what's up um <clears throat> I took a class called um intro to film studies awesome where the class was half watching movies and the other half was talking about them and analyzing them and Pretty much writing essays about him, kind of like what I what I do with with, with my with my podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the fun part is like 
watching is watching the movies like that's the entertainment of it but then also being able to dissect these films and like the messages and like how it was how it was filmed and then also the historical context of like the time period that it came out in and that sort of thing i also did take a class the semester before it's a half year class another another human humanities class uh i think i took fall 2016 it was called art of communication and in that class and in that class uh, i think i actually still have it our teacher was kind enough to purchase us all hand oh, copies man. of <laughs> the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, yep, by Alex Haley. Of, by extol by Alex Haley. Oh God, um, uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> yep. So we, mm-hmm. I don't think we got to finish reading the book. We maybe read maybe two thirds of it because you know time constrictions. And then we had watched the movie and and just seeing how I mean Spike Spike Lee who is an amazing director. Uh, unfortunately, I did not get to go to his seminar. He had a seminar at Southern the same day of my graduation from, from UB. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wasn't able to actually go and um, see him. But just the way that his movies are like directed and they and, and they have sort of like that perfect mixture of like satire, what with like also the message. I, I, I'd i say like John Singleton and like Spike Lee, you know, are, are, de- are definitely two of those like top tier like like directors who will kind of give you that little that like that that kind of satire that comedy to kind of like take the edge off but then also like draw attention to like whatever issue so i so i really think that filmmaking is a high art and i think um that stanley is possibly one of the greatest writers to have, to have ever lived and i mean even speaking of malcolm x uh if i'm not mistaken stanley had always use marvel comics he said that marvel comics will always be a reflection of the world that we live in um yes you know he had he he had um and he actually kind of took some took some heat for it at at the time like he had based like the x-men are based off of the civil rights movement you know their 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 struggle for equality i think professor x in the comics even literally says i have a dream for equality between Mm -hmm. humans and newton so professor x (laughs) he's like he is like martin luther king he believes that we can Mm -hmm. you know coexist peacefully magneto he is more malcolm x he's more firebrand he's more you know we need to stand our ground and like demand our rights and not you know we can't just you know turn turn the other cheek kind of kind of thing so um so yeah that and I think he based um, Tony Stark is based off of billionaire playboy Howard Hughes, who mm-hmm. was I like to say that he was the Elon Musk of the 1930s. I mean, he was a very brilliant individual. Um, there's a movie about him, The Aviator with DiCaprio. Yes, yeah. I saw it. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't finished watching it. Um, <laughs> okay, we, we want no spoilers. <laughs> I, <laughs> that, that's I think a promise. I, Me and I you watched... definitely will not give you any spoilers. That that that's the I watched from both of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I was able to watch it like up to the plane mm-hmm. crash scene, I think. And I right. think I was because I was like, because I was like doing my laundry and I had to keep like pausing and I have this old DVD player that like, so that's a whole nother story. But, right. um, but, 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 but yeah, it's like, it's like how, how Howard Hughes, like he, you know, he was a billionaire. He was a, he was a film producer. He was a director. He was an aviator. Like mm-hmm. he was a really brilliant individual, but he was also a playboy. And historians consider him to be the world's first like eccentric billionaire. Like he was really just mm-hmm. like out there. And and I, I think I think the the direct quote from Stanley in writing the the Iron Man comics during the Vietnam War, 
mm-hmm. you know, at, at a time, you know, during probably, I'd argue, the most unpopular war that our country's ever been in. Not that any war that we've been in was ever popular. Um, sure. But, you know, him pretty much saying, like, I'm going to create a character that represents what everybody hates right now and shove it down their throats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think he he was he was very brilliant in the way that he could use his art form to sort of convey could convey certain messages and to really just draw attention to uh, the world at large. Um, last thing I'll get into is that mm-hmm. I think Marvel's heroes as well as their villains, like in the mm-hmm. comics and on the big screen, you can see the gray areas in mm-hmm. the heroes and the villains. Like it's not as black and white. And I've kind of talked about this on my podcast and on other uh, mm-hmm. podcasts. Uh, the example that I've, that I always use is uh, Killmonger and how he, was pretty much abandoned as a child Mm -hmm. and knew that there's this technological nation you know wakanda in in africa and then seeing nothing but hardship in the lives of african-americans you know growing up in oakland around the time of the la riots and, and and just seeing so much like suffering knowing that there's an advanced technological race on the other side of the planet and they have the power to like liberate pretty much all like like oppressed people all over the world mm-hmm. and i think that the dichotomy between t'challa and killmonger is like forgiveness and patient outreach versus revenge mm-hmm. and, and 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 even um t'challa he like literally I, I was re-watching black panther t'challa literally tells killmonger like you're so desperate to overthrow your oppressors you have become them you will mm-hmm. destroy the entire world, Wakanda included, to which Killmonger responds, like, the world took everything away from me, everything that I ever loved. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think that that definitely resonated with some of us, you know, especially because, especially you know, people deal with things in, 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 the, in the real world and, and a lot of Marvel's villains, they become villains, like, out of, like, despite their best intentions. And mm-hmm. um, so, 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 yeah, that, and I guess the other example is Thanos. Um, now as an now as an as 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 an engineer i went to a conference in london in 2019 is the global grand challenge scholars uh, summit and the two themes were will but, artificial intelligence but before you get there i want to be oh. thanos real quick and get the time stone and go right back um okay no, Okay. Mm-hmm. My, my boy, easy. I'm a little bit jealous of a friend, Morgan, because it's always when you finish and graduate school, they give these amazing classes um, to the youth, like, you know, filmmaking Ooh. and art. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, I wish I would have had that back when I was in grade school. And you just like cleanse your fingers just a little bit. So I'm just like a tad bit jealous of you. But I understand because you seem so passionate about it and it's inspirational how you speak to us. But normally um, within this show, when my, when my boy has his finger up, Oh, oh, he has 10. No, you did not know. So you have nothing no, to feel ashamed okay. about. But normally when my, 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 my boy does this, he has 10 million light bulbs above his head. Oh, yeah. And he definitely wants to say something with you because he's a Killmonger fan himself. You know, he, oh, like, yeah. when I, he was watching was, Panther, I, yeah. he was with him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He was his villain. He had his ways. He understood that. But like, he had valid facts. Like a lot of the villains mm-hmm. we can relate to have valid facts. And that's why we become attached to him. And that's why we become mm-hmm. attached to these comics. Magneto, he has valid facts hmm. <laughs> throughout his whole comic history. And we can understand yeah. why he is the way he is. No one can say, cannot justify how why he became that. 
but easy. Go right ahead, like I always say. Yeah, I got <laughs> so much stuff to jump through here, and I love it. First and foremost, yeah. and, and and for all those that are about to send hate mail, remember, send it to Prestige, because I don't Absolutely, care. Absolutely, I'll take um, it. But <laughs> there's no way uh, Howard Hughes, uh, Elon Musk will ever be as cool as Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes actually invented things. He didn't just buy them. Howard Hughes didn't have mommy and daddy to have blood diamonds to make him important. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's all. Elon Musk yeah. is a punk. Elon Musk is a businessman. Elon Musk is a hoax. That's just me being real. Um, you know, you can do a lot with mommy and daddy's money. You can do a whole lot with mommy and daddy's money. We can't do anything with it because our mommies and daddies. So let's be real. But uh, Howard Hughes is a phenomenal, and that movie definitely finished watch. Um, because you'll start to see he develops agoraphobia, which you're afraid to go outside and stuff, and you hear like crazy things like he used to have a room full of bottles of pee in them because he wouldn't want to leave the room. Um, I think oh, it's God. gross, but other people are like genius, you know, and you have these deficiencies because your mind can only go so far, right? You know, they said Da Vinci was able to come up with so many different ideas because he only took 15 minute nap every three hours. It's one of the reasons why these people died at a really young age, but man, they got a lot accomplished. Da Vinci, not only, you know, painted this, uh, you know, not only did amazing things with, you know, visual arts, but invented the helicopter. Um, so obviously the dude knew what he was doing. But on top of that, I absolutely love how um, a couple of years ago, I don't know if you all remember this, but there was actually an article that tried to call out the X-Men for not being diverse. I mean, you could just tell they never did any research because from day one, you know, Stanley has been very vocal about, I have written this, these are the characters that are there, and you can see it. I remember watching the cartoon on Saturday mornings, you know, that, you know, that didn't, nah, 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 that they're yeah. going to be redoing. Alarm, I'm very happy about that. My alarm in the morning. <laughs> oh, word. There you go. Yeah, nice. All right. See? Okay. Friends. Uh, besties. <laughs> um, you know, so they have that, but it, it is that truth where you have that relatable villain and also what you look at from comic book points of view too, especially say the fantastic, you mentioned one of the worst films ever created and I feel you, but, um, I, I did, you I, know, I, but Jessica Alba in this homie, but Jessica I Alba. Didn't, I didn't, let, let, <laughs> let the record show. I, I, I never said that, okay, either the Fantastic Four were the worst movie, superhero movies ever. I think probably some of the worst superhero movies ever are uh, Ang Lee's Hulk and uh, Daredevil, but we'll go back to Okay, well, okay, word, yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah, point. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Blade Trinity. <laughs> definitely, yeah, no, no, Daredevil, Daredevil, but for some reason, Daredevil characters are going to be in the new uh, Deadpool, so, word. <laughs> it's what it is. I, I wouldn't put Ben Affleck in any sort of costume ever, and I, I've seen him as Batman. It's cool. Um, to me, he's always going to be the dude from Fashionable Male, and he's going to want to take you in an uncomfortable position. So, but sans that, for all the people who've watched Mallrats that are now dying of laughter, all four of us, um, I also want to say... I've been, meaning to, hmm? I've been right meaning to... I, I've ahead. been meaning to see... I, I, I've i been meaning to like see like Mallrats and like all of the Jay and Silent Bob uh, movies. Like I know, was Clerks three was last year. There was like yes, Jay, and, Jay, was Jay and Silent Bob reboot with Method Man and Red Man. Um, 
gosh. Uh, I, I have them all written down. It's like there's like Chasing Amy, there's Mall Rats, which Stanley yeah. cameos in as himself. Um, mm-hmm. I look at I, I I might go as Kevin Smith for Halloween. I already have like a black blazer. All I need is a pair of jorts and like a backwards baseball cap. Like <laughs> nice, nice. I uh I I Kevin Smith holds a very special place in my heart. Um, mainly because we look alike and also we're very similar. Um, but he's also written a lot of my life. Um, I have lived. He's pretty much his twin. He's pretty much his twin. He is his unofficial little brother. That that is Easy Blues. Kevin Smith's twin is Easy Blues. Um, But with this great talk about debates and everything, just like going between the three of us, um, how healthy are these debates in your podcast? Let's talk to our audience as if they never heard you before. What can we expect from your art? Well, with my podcast, I tend to like like um if i've kind of changed up the, the way that i re- review movies mm-hmm. um i i used to script my episodes now now i i no longer script them and i primarily use imdb which does have a ton of like user review like imdb and even like rotten tomatoes i will typically like do intro section which just has like a brief summary synopsis you know who's the cast the directors you know just intro section Mm -hmm. and then i'll say like let's go to Cobb's corner then it's like a musical interlude and then and then i i kind of like go into like what are my favorite parts of the movie kind of give like a highlight reel of the movie um i always i always put put a strong emphasis on i highly recommend that every person who listens to my podcast like actually Mm -hmm. goes and watches the movies themselves don't just Mm -hmm. go by what don't just go by like my take i mean you know and And I, I definitely encourage uh, dialogue. Um, I, I definitely want, like, I kind of, like, I, I like to hear from the audience and from the fans, like, what do, like, what did they pull from the movie? Because then maybe they noticed something that I didn't, and then I can, like, kind of go back and, you know, re- rewatch it. Um, I'm, I mean... I, I guess I've I've had, let's see, three guests on so, so far. Mm-hmm. On on my uh, broadcast and of course, yeah. and I, I I guess to your point about like the whole like debating uh I think yes it is healthy to mm-hmm. to to have to have like those to have those debates and to have those uh discussions um I'm also I'm also the kind of person who can easily just like agree to disagree mm-hmm. with someone especially if I have like right. a list of like you know I want to get to get on to like the next thing it's like we can just agree to disagree and just like keep it moving and just kind of still you know be friends at the end of the broadcast um mm-hmm. that, that that's just the kind of person I am just in just in life mm-hmm. on and off, on on and off mic um right. but, <laughs> but um but, but yeah I, I definitely think that it's uh important important to ha- have have these have these debates and have these discussions and I think that we're at a point in entertainment especially when it comes to marvel and dc mm-hmm. where the fans are more adamant and maybe this is due to social media we're more like forward about what we want from these studios what we liked what we didn't like mm-hmm. um beyond just what the box office says like there was the whole hashtag release the snyder cut mm-hmm. snyder cut got released um even with the fast and furious <laughs> franchise the, has- the hashtag justice for han they brought back han right. um right. You know, so I I think that it's important to have these sort of debates. It is in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. Is I guess yes. that's my like a f- official shortened answer. I know. <laughs> oh, we we get it. But, we get it. Um, just, oh, yeah, just no, talking no, about can, these. Yeah. Fan- I'm I'm sorry, but um, 
Well, no, because we, we actually had an, uh, an episode on here about mm-hmm. toxic fandom. Yeah, um, and toxic into that. fandom is, mm-hmm. is crazy. Because, like, I know people who now will refuse to watch Star Wars because Star Wars fans are, are, are being jerks to them. Like, really? Oh. Like, that, you know, why yeah. would, like, the gatekeeping is, is ridiculous. And it has to be this way when, honestly, if you look back, you know, and, and you guys can get the, oh, why can't I remember? the name of the book it's like a hero's tale um there's only seven stories that are that's it everything is just a perception on those types of stories you have a romance you have man versus self you have man versus man you Mm -hmm. only have so many options if you look at it from a musical point of view there are only so many notes it's not infinite all you have is your style to add on to that and it's the same thing with the different stories what i love about the comic book aspect is especially again with the Fantastic Four, you took the person's negative trait, that toxic trait, that part that would hold you back, that part that made you socially awkward, and that became your superpower. Reed Richards tried to do everything at once and stretched himself so thin that he started to gray really quick and lose his mind. He became Mr. Fantastic, stretched himself so far. You know, um, the invisible girl, she thought no one ever saw her because, you know, she was around geniuses the whole time. She became invisible. Mm-hmm. Johnny Storm was a hothead and aggravated all the time. He became a human torch. You know, Ben Grimm was just a stocky guy that held in all of his emotions. He became a wall. The things that be- could be our ankle bracelet could also be our freedom. That is some of the best, mm-hmm. best things I've always seen especially in Marvel, you don't really see it that much in like the DC aspect. Again, I think the DC also, un, not undergun, but pre-undergun, DC has always been like the more apple pie in America type of, type of comic <laughs> than like Marvel. You know, I think the, the, the one Marvel-esque character DC has is Batman, you know. But we say that, and then also Green Arrow had, you know, Speedy addicted to heroin. Um, and you know, the cover with him that I did up. not know. Oh, yeah, bro, that I did not know. I'm, oh, I'm uh, yeah, bro, I've been under a rock yeah, that we... I did not know at all. Wow, yeah, yeah, okay. you didn't know that either. Nope, nope. well, again, oh, I'm, no, no, we're I'm, not. I'm more of a like casual sort of DC fan, okay. like, I'm not yeah. as like religious about it as I am with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, but I, 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 never, I never realized that. Well, <laughs> I come from an era of no friends. And we didn't really have the internet. So I had, you know, hung out a lot in comic book shops. Um, and the comic book shop to me kind of also became like the barber shop. You have people come through or even become like the video game shop. People come through just to hang out and mm-hmm. have these conversations. And that's what's great about these podcasts, you know, because you're back to those moments. You're back to that unfiltered aspect of it. You're back to hope, you know, sitting there and, and hoping Eddie says something bad about Luther Vandross or Michael Jackson. It's just those incredible moments that are so necessary. And that's actually what I really dig about what you do, man, because you're able to talk about this, not from the movie aspect of it, but from the personal aspect, how much of this podcast is genuinely you and how much of it is what you feel the market needs. Well, uh, I tried. I, I I definitely try to like draw my own conclusions uh, when mm-hmm. when it when it comes to movies. There's movies that I've reviewed 
like I think probably my shortest episode is episode two. I reviewed the Incredible Hulk and I I really just <laughs> you could just like hear it in like the tone of my voice. Um mm-hmm. that that I I I just did not like that movie. I just think that it was the pacings all over the place. The third act just wasn't like earned anything. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, I I, I definitely think that it's partially like my own conclusions and my own opinion. And I've tried to be more like forward about, you know, my, my, my own opinion, not just like other folks, like an an analysis analyses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have, I'll admit that um, early on in my uh, podcasting career, I, I I did use as a YouTube channel, new rock stars. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm I'm a huge fan of of new rock stars. There are three channels now, actually. Mm -hmm um phenomenal I, I would always like watch their breakdowns mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I i'd always watch eric, eric Foss's like breakdowns and i've even recently gotten more into like screen crush like ryan airy like he'll do his own breakdown as well right. mm-hmm. um so yeah like i'll, I'll kind of you know go back and like watch those like watch the movie again just to refresh my memory and then i'll watch the breakdown see like is there anything that i missed and then maybe include that in the um in the uh back when I used to script my episodes include include that mm-hmm. in the script mm-hmm. and but that but that but that was mostly for like the Marvel and DC content um right. you know for, for for the for the other genres I where there maybe isn't a breakdown out there I've just mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. gone off off of like my off my own my own conclusions and right. maybe a bit maybe a bit of like what others have said a bit mm-hmm. but I try not to like copy off of anyone word for word you know right but Look, like, and and, and end of the day you know artistic integrity artistic integrity um you know make sure as long as you're crediting them and you're obviously taking them right now in this conversation so you know it's dope um but there is this incredible statement and and it's very true because again there are only so many stories there's only so many ways things can be told you know there's only so many notes there's only so many podcast type of aspects you want to go through um you got to steal like an artist you know it's plain and simple you know that pop artist that you're hearing right now didn't come up with that riff someone else came up with that riff many years ago and in these different aspects we are just kind of that amalgamate um and that's kind of where we come from this is why i'm a huge uh fan of pop culture and how pop culture actually has influenced history as much as it has you know we've had the talk on the show all the time we would not um you know the reason why we know of, of paul revere is because a poet wrote Oh, listen, my friends, and you shall hear the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Paul Revere was arrested after the third count. There were three other people. One of the people that knocked it out the furthest was a man named Israel Bissell. But you can't really rhyme something with Israel Bissell. Paul Revere and listen, my friends, and you shall hear sounds much better. So pop culture becomes your history. Um, and you hmm. have to be very, very, very careful of that. One, one of the top things. I am very is, careful on uh, WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got Morgan Cobbs for the Cops Corner podcast. Go right ahead, EZ Blues. Well, one of the things, and, and again, this is going to be a whole bunch of people about to get real, real mad right now. Oh, it's going to make me so happy. But the whole reason why America became a, a, obsessed with the Christopher this holiday was because they used Christopher Columbus in a comic in a newspaper to try to make the Italian immigrants 
understand that they are considered white as well and they are accepted in that aspect of it. Christopher Columbus was a monster. Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. didn't discover anything. Christopher Columbus killed people. Christopher Columbus, bad guy. Didn't even sail for Italy, sail for Spain. Has nothing to do with the Italian culture. But because we made pop culture become part of our history, there's a whole bunch of people that got mad that a statue, a, a statue rightfully came down for a guy that did nothing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I remember. Was I think it was in New Haven? There, there there's a statue. Yep. I want to mm -hmm. say they tore down his statue in Bridgeport. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I should know because I'm literally work over there. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it wasn't really until high school that we had an honest conversation about Christopher Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I remember as early as like kindergarten, like oh, we get Columbus Day off, and like oh, mm -hmm. you know, it's like Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and then. Ooh. You know, I think I think tenth grade we had I think it was like right before before Columbus Day, mm -hmm. which I if I'm not mistaken here in the state of Connecticut we've renamed it Indigenous Peoples Day. Yep, and yep. it should be uh, henceforth known as Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, Period. Nation, state nationwide, but um, I think it was like we had we had we watched a video about like who Christopher Columbus really was, and he set sail for india but landed in jamaica and like killed off a bunch of natives like i don't even i'm not even sure if he made it to like what is now like the continental united states like you know nope so yeah <laughs> exactly no not um, never yeah <laughs> and you also can't discover something that people already live on exactly um, yeah. you know what i'm saying like i'm pretty sure someone was there before you yeah, yeah. that's just me um again all people who want to send hate mail, y'all know where to send it, and you can yeah, shine they, it side. You, you can shine it up real nice and turn it sideways. Um, sorry. But send the hate mail to me, but we're not going to talk about hate. We're going to talk about love. I love the fact you're talking about movies. I love the fact you're talking about action movies and fantasy movies that we known and love and i love how the fact you just don't talk about today. You talk about the past as well too, because without the past, we wouldn't have what we have today and mm. i kind of feel you with incredible hulk i'm a little bit mixed on it i feel it could have been better but you know i'm happy for what i got it's better than the 2003 version you know <laughs> it's a huge yeah. jump to what we have before and hopefully marvel owns all the rights now so you know we can get a, a, a great movie hopefully crossing fingers but for the person who's not really into the whole nerdy aspect movies like like we are, have you done a movie like The Godfather? Have you done a movie um, like A Citizen Kane? I mean, that that's beyond Ooh. all three of our generations. Do you plan on doing that? I mean, because you, you're so passionate how you talk to me about that class in filmmaking. Um, are you going to do the all of the aspects? Have you ever done anything related to the Oscars for your podcast? Please tell me. Uh, I think I did for a while have a, it, it was a weekly series that I think mm -hmm. I would live stream on, on, on Twitch. It yeah. was called, it was called current nerd news, CNN. It doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Okay. <laughs> see. I like the now, twist. I don't even want to get away from copyright <laughs> issues, but I do love that. Right, right, that, right, that, right, that, right, right, that, right. That's nice course. how you finessed it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the finessing. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I literally, it. I literally like went on like, um, my guy Khalil, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, who's the host of 
well, I think it's CB Media Network, but Comic mm-hmm. Boys uh, podcast, and I literally like like promoted it. It's like CNN Thursday night. Okay, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and it's funny because you know he's based in Canada anyway. So, um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be called like Talk Time with Morgan Cobbs going going forward. I don't have an official release date on when that's gonna come up again, but I did talk about the Oscars briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I, I I think I touched on this on one of my reviews for. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been my Fight Club review. I said how like a lot of movies that don't get the recognition by the Academy, you know, don't they don't really you know get get the Oscar nominations. Um, you know, I will always you know stand on the statement Denzel should have gotten an Oscar from Malcolm X. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've I've always like not focused so heavily on it. And yeah. there's even, I think, a racial component to that to that name Oscars. Like really, they're kind of it's like it's kind of a jab at Os- Oscar B show. Who was mm-hmm. the, who was probably like one of the first black like filmmakers like I, I know we, we look at like Tyler Perry like there would be no Tyler Perry today without Oscar Michaud mm-hmm. and I took a I, t- I took a class my freshman year of college African American cinema yeah and you know Oscar Michaud he made a ton of like race films in response to D W Griffith's Birth of a Nation mm-hmm. which was praised by then President Woodrow Wilson and so really with the name Oscars like they're not even like paying homage to him like it's kind of like a kind of like a stab at like. Oscar me Oscar Michelle and his whole legacy. So I haven't really mm-hmm. paid that much attention to the Oscars. I've ever actually sat and watched the Oscars. It's on a Sunday night. Like, um, <laughs> I think that there's 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 a lot of movies, a lot of great movies that like when they don't get the Oscar recognition, they get recognized at like the SAG Awards or like the Baftas or at like. Mm-hmm. I think um, on my my episode, my crazy my crazy stupid love review, which aired on. Uh, July fourteenth. Mm-hmm. I talk. I, I talk about how the movie was. I think it had like four wins and like twenty three nominations. But like, I don't. I'm not. Sh- I can't remember if it had any Oscar nominations. If it did, it had very very few. But it was like other like screenwriting awards and like all these. There's all these mm-hmm. different like like screenwriting and like acting organizations like here in the United States. There's like there's like uh, Mid Atlantic and there's like mm-hmm. Mid Midwest and so it's like. <laughs> You know, you know, they they, they get re- they recognized in like the smaller uh, award award shows. Um, my recent series, um, the mo- movies that will change your life, yes, and not a single one of those movies was a Marvel movie. I mentioned in the first episode of that series, and I took the month of May off after graduating college. I ju- I just kind of took a took an official like break from podcast just to kind of sit back and like watch watch these movies and like adjust really to adjust to life after college essentially which i'm still uh-huh. adjusting to um as of the recording of this of this um episode um the first the first episode in that series i did them in order of release um groundhog day was the first one and i said how you know thank you guys for listening i really just needed to take a break from the world of marvel and dc and yes there's going to be more of that content but, but more that content going forward, but I really just needed to take a step back. I'm really happy you analyze, said that. You know, I'm really happy you said we, we get, I think just us, just as fans, we get too, there's nothing wrong with loving what we love, but we get too caught up because too much is a bad thing. 
too much mm -hmm. is, so, is such a bad thing. There's so much great material out there. There's so many great shows out there, so many platforms that deliver incredible amount of entertainment. We all get wrapped up in a bubble. It could be a DC bubble. It could be a Disney bubble. I know a lot of Disney mm -hmm. adults, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> it could be a, like a Marvel bubble, what we're talking about right now. I mean, so many people get caught up and I think we make, and I think that's where a lot of negative opinions come from because we just watch this one thing all the time and the whole general aspect is they're trying to get new viewers. It's a business at the end of the day. They mm -hmm. want to attract new people and still attract and still keep that audience that they know how to maintain. It's really hard, especially when you're introducing new characters and it's, it's different from the other side of the coin. It really is. So I'm really happy that, that, that you brought that aspect up. Easy. I see the finger up. Go right yes, ahead. Yeah. Well, it, it's so funny because you actually see that the most in Marvel. Mm. And there's so many people who get some sort of aggravated because it didn't go out the way they planned. You know, you see it a lot in Star Wars, too. Yeah. But in Marvel, it's really, really funny. Like when Marvel does a show that's the demographic that it's going for mm -hmm. are young adult females. Um, you know, teen females, and that's Miss Marvel. And then there's a whole bunch of dudes who are like, I don't get this. This show wasn't made for me, so it's not fun. It's not made for you, homie. There are other people yeah. that are out there that are going to buy it. That's another demographic that can come through. I mean, we saw it with She-Hulk. You know, She-Hulk was exactly like the She-Hulk comics were. You know, I I read the comics, man. I remember there was a comic book where it was like a whole thing where she was supposed to be naked and she's just jump roping through the whole thing. You can't see anything. But the whole aspect of it, was that was the whole sales point, you know? And the TV show was exactly like the comic books, but they weren't made for like the dude that likes the Avengers, you know? Like, it's not going to be a whole bunch of action. It's going to be a whole bunch of, you know, I call it, I, I said it was uh, Kathy, but in the Marvel universe, where it's just a comedy about a woman in a workplace and the woman struggling in the workplace. And there's some things that some people cannot relate to, but that's because the movie's not for you. <laughs> Other people can watch it too. They can have fun. They can have their thing they love. So do I'm you saying. feel the same way we feel, or do you feel a little like easy, a little more like a little anger towards that little hate crowd? Uh, you know, I, I think with yeah. Marvel, mm -hmm. there is something for everyone. I've of even course. talked about, um, early on in my podcast, how superhero, the superhero genre, well, superhero movies are not a genre unto themselves and how like Captain America, the first Avenger is really like a period piece mm -hmm. and how the winter soldier is more of like a spy thriller and, and, and and so like they, there's gonna be some like overlap into like other genres and subgenres. So I mm -hmm. think it's not it's not just the one lane. There's no like horse blinders up. It's like mm -hmm. you know I you know I I think there's there's definitely more overlap and a bit more like nuance into like these different these, these different shows these different characters. And um, to your point, easy. There are I think certain certain shows that are made for a certain demographic. I think also folks just need to like maybe break out of that comfort zone and maybe it's because I'm just such a 
religious like Marvel fan. Like I'll watch mm-hmm. everything that Marvel puts out right. with you know good good and I'll and I'll take the good with the bad. And I'll admit mm-hmm. like I wasn't too crazy about She Hulk, and um, mm-hmm. I think or or even uh moon moon night i mean moon, moon night i thought it was i thought it was kind of um mm-hmm. but at the same at, at, at the same time it's like i'm, I'm still gonna it and watch it and you know, draw my own conclusions and, and 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 recognize that maybe that's like the best thing ever for someone who's maybe of that right. of that uh dem- de- de- demographic i think marvel's done a lot for representation as well it's like mm-hmm. um you know you know maybe you know maybe black panther it's like you have you know a you have a you know black a, a, a male uh su- superhero mm-hmm. it's like yeah may, maybe this movie is is primarily geared towards Americans. um you know but, but i think in terms of representation it's like even if you're not a part of that specific demographic that specific you know you're not that specific age or race mm-hmm. gender what 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 have you your your ability to just kind of go in without any real expectations and you know you might and you, you you might you might even enjoy it and it's like if you don't then that's okay too it's like i said earlier in this broadcast the ability to agree to disagree mm-hmm. and just move on right. well <laughs> it, no it, and, and it, it's awesome and I, I love that that answer that, that is that is definitely on point and i also love how you mentioned that marvel to me, Marvel doesn't make superhero movies. They make really good movies in a particular genre that happen to star superheroes. You know, Ant-Man was a heist film. You know, all of these, you know, those different genres, you know, or the the last uh, Doctor Doom was like a horror film, you know? Hmm. And yes, I'll admit it, both the TV show and the movie of the Eternals was horrible. <laughs> What's not good? Wait, you, you mean you mean the TV show? Inhumans. Sorry. Inhumans. Inhumans. Yes. Inhumans. Inhumans. That I yeah. That I same the frustration. Though. We, get we get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Word. Word. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I watched the TV show, hoping, hoping, because it's such a good story. Yeah. It's such a good story. But I also saw they were putting that aspect into that hoping they were going to get the mutant audience mm-hmm. they were trying to release like a mutant type of thing and at the time marvel didn't own mutants so that was the franchise they put their their money behind and it failed and it failed tremendously um but you know they weren't good it just wasn't good um and that's okay because you can have those missteps you should have those missteps also from a business point of view if we want to get into the capitalistic aspect of it they need movies like Inhumans to fail so they can get recouped the insurance money because everything that they put out there, they're, they're actually putting out there with kind of like a tax in there. So they can make more money if a film bombs than they can if the film does well because they're insured correct. So, you know, they're making the same amount of money or they're using that as a tax cut for that same year. And the studio is doing just fine. But, you know, business. Yeah. Without giving yeah, I... anything away, one of my favorite episodes that uh, you did um, on your podcast, um, Easy can definitely smile when, when I talk about this, is your review on Chirac. Um, it's one of the great movies that uh, Spike <laughs> Lee did. Um, without giving anything away, because I know you definitely spoke your mind, 
Um, what are your true feelings just about that film? And what would bring a casual listener to that particular uh, program for your show? I mean, first, I mean, I, I, I can't believe you guys actually listened to my audio. It, it was audio, <laughs> audio commentary, audio commentary of yeah. Chirac. It was like mm-hmm. a bonus episode that I did for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that movie, I, I I'm wondering, like, is that movie kind of like the do the right thing or school days of yeah. our time? Mm-hmm. I, I think because because like it's like I mentioned before the aforementioned you know Spike Lee he just has a tendency to to kind of make things like time period specific like I think Chirac it's like you have to watch it now yeah I know mm-hmm. it, I know it, it it came out eight years ago you know maybe you you know mm-hmm. could could have watched it then but like he like he starts off the movie with like statistics it's like you know x amount of you know casualties in you know the Iraq War in Afghanistan but then in the city of Chicago as well so. <laughs> So I so I think he you know will provide you with the historical context and then and then and then kind of take you into the film and then give you the satire you know the social satire the racial satire while also drawing attention to the to the to the um to the issues at hand I think anybody who like myself has a has a um I don't want to say thirst for justice, but like has a like desire for change and for mm-hmm. and for uh, desire for change, desire for equality mm-hmm. uh, amongst all people, and mm-hmm. um, wants to see our nation really live up to its ideals of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all men, for all mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely needs to check out this movie. Um, I well. When I recorded it, I had watched it. It was on um, Amazon Prime. It was on Amazon Prime Video. Not sure if it's still there or not, but definitely check out Shirek. Actually, the first time I watched it, I watched it on DVD. Um, so I hope I get on Amazon Prime. I hope I get on DVD, but I'm on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New oh. Haven, myself, Prestige, <laughs> and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. This is behind the brand with our guest, Morgan Cobbs. I hope I didn't lose your train of thought. Go right ahead, Morgan. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Chirac is... Mm-hmm is a uh, movie i think one of the hashtags that i used when i put when i posted the instagram photo was make chirac chicago again and mm-hmm. i think that I, I i think that you know regard regardless of where you live i think i think if anything chirac should be a sort of a synonym for like injustice for mm-hmm. violence for dystopia I, I guess you you could you could you could call it um so our ability to come together as people come together as one and to fight the good fight for a common good and to spread the truth and to not only learn our history, but to understand it and Mm -hmm. to, and I feel like I'm kind of talking specifically to, uh, any African Americans that are listening, uh, whether you identify as African American or foundational Black American, F- FBA, um, talking specifically to us, our history does not start with slavery. Our history in this country, our history in the world, did not start with slavery. Our ancestors built the White House, but our ancestors also built the pyramids. 
Mm. All right. And there, there, there's a song by Nas. I can't think of like the exact line, but in the song, um, I can, he talks about how, like, you know, we were descendants, um, you know, we are descended from, you know, the great Kings and Queens, the Mansa Musas and, you know, the, you know, Kush and how there was like Timbuktu and how that was where like all the other, you know, races came to get knowledge and to, you know, you know, they all came to get books and, you know, knowledge on like the world and stuff. So I think for us to understand that there's much more to life than just poverty. And I just quoted Tupac. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I think that definitely watch this, watch this movie, Chirac, uh, listen to my audio commentary. It's out there on the world. It, I'm, on all the streaming platforms um i'm just so i'm just so shocked that you brought that up um <laughs> no 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 no. definitely we, we, we all respect the people that we bring on so like when when we sit when i say like i listen to something that wouldn't got you on if you yeah. listen to that brother um and, easy. and, and second of all this, Give it two this, cents, this, is, this is happy yeah this is happiness <laughs> to me right now because shyrock's one of the most incredible movies i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> right <laughs> What makes you even cool? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to alienate you. He's easy. I know. I, I said. But... No, we, we wanted. You, we, want, we want to give you your I'm time. About to go deeper. To. I'm about to go deeper because you know what Chirac is, right? Yes. Hello. Hi. Did I lose you? No. Chirac. Go ahead. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chirac is just a retelling of a Greek odyssey, a poem of La Strada. Oh. That's all it is. So when I say in the beginning, there are only so many stories that are told, you literally gave us the example and how this amazing, <laughs> in this point of view and in this perspective, someone puts their spin on the story that's already been told and it's a brand new story, but you can still relate to it. And anything that's going to have Samuel L. Jackson as the Greek chorus of that movie, because if you look at the actual terms of movies and different things like that, the person that shows up to break it is the chorus or the Greek chorus, very similar to C-3PO and, and R2-D2 in the Star Wars trilogy. But, you know, Samuel Jackson is the Greek chorus in with such swagger. And there's such a hip-hop feel to it, but that's because it was from a poem. It was already in that type of phrasing. One of the reasons why we like Shakespeare so much is dynamic pantameter. Right. There was a beat and a rhythm to the way things should flow. That is, is, is one of those things. So the fact that you've mentioned this movie. Also, Spike Lee deserves a million and a half Academy Awards because he made mm. me believe that Nick Cannon could be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> For like a hot second, I thought Nick Cannon was tough. <laughs> Dropping bodies like baby mamas. <laughs> valid point. That's definitely a valid point. <laughs> very, 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 very valid, um, valid point. With everything <laughs> that we talked about, and we did talk about moderation and, you know, different award shows and stuff like that. And uh, one of the reasons um, just for the, these award shows, they want to stick to original pieces. Um, do you feel that's missing from cinema right now? Do you feel everything is so IP heavy? And we understand it's a business, but do you feel we need to go back and maybe have like a good, I don't know, maybe six, seven year stretch with just original art just coming to these mainstream cinemas? 
yeah, I, I definitely think that it's the the the, the original um the original scripts and like the original ideas mm -hmm. they do tend to i think they, they they do they do tend to come out better i feel like of just original scripts in general mm -hmm. um I, I think that disclaimer me personally i'm not a fan of remakes i just think not everything needs to be redone every like I 20 agree. 30 years I agree. um i mean then again i feel like if you're doing a movie that's based off of a previous work or a movie that's based off of like say like a book you have the blueprint you have you like you have like at least a framework to follow um you might have to leave some stuff out just for the purpose of like pacing and you know consistency and that sort of thing but um i i i, de I definitely think that may well yeah may maybe we do need a solid like six or seven years of just like not being bombarded with you know disney and all their live action remakes to sell toys um <laughs> but <laughs> i'm 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 just i'm just being honest i mean no I, no I no just, that's I just, what i want i just feel that's, like that's what i want that's yeah. what i want this engagement yeah yeah but i i definitely well, feel like um a, a lot of particularly kids uh movies and like kids shows i i feel like kids shows today don't last as long I just feel mm -hmm. like everything is just so mm -hmm. much more like fast you know like and I think everyone's attention span is getting lower and lower like it was already bad when I was in high school but we didn't have TikTok we didn't <laughs> we didn't we didn't have TikTok when, when I was in high school we had Vine we had Snapchat we had Instagram we had you know everything but TikTok and then I think TikTok came in in 2019 and then COVID it's like everybody's attention spans are lower and I think the Disney machine they just want to pump out as much content as possible and mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times it's not even that good. I mean, the, the I mean the whole um, you know Pixar. I think the, the last couple of movies haven't been all that great. Um, I got mixed feelings about Toy Story Five, and I, I I just I just think that yeah, maybe we could use some time for some like or, or originality. But I, I I think looking back to the movies that I grew up with, mm. um, you know, their movies. Uh, Shrek is a prime example. It's like. Mm -hmm. Shrek came out the same year I was born. Um, mm -hmm. so I've so I've grown up with Shrek my, my whole life. Like I've been able to watch it as a kid mm -hmm. and like watch and rewatch it again, like as a teenager, and then rewatching it as an adult. And I'm thinking, like, wait, that wasn't there before when I watched it mm -hmm. as a kid. Like so, but, but but yeah, I think they they leave they leave stuff for for adults. That's what makes that's what makes a movie a classic. Like it, like it can work for all ages. And I just feel mm -hmm. like today everything's like. I, I guess specifically with uh kid shows i feel like there's like a lack of substance it's just more like entertainment mm -hmm. it's like what are we supposed to learn like what do we learn from these and there's i, and a I lot get of life lessons you know, back you know, in the kids. day you're all right there's yeah like, yeah especially when i came lessons. into our children's program and easy's too but easy i did sit your finger up go right ahead brother oh yeah i know so I, much I, time got, left. I got some things to say on this one too yeah um no it's 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 true but again from that original concept remember only seven stories you know so there really is no such thing as original content. It's just the characters of those different aspects of it. So obviously you want to see that change. The other thing that you have to look at from an entertainment point of view, we will have that in, in two years. In two years, we will have that. And feel free to go back to the show and watch it again because I'm a predictor. Every time we've had a writer's strike, mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. had an explosion of inspiration right afterwards because now people are hungry again. Yeah. You know, not only do, are we hungry for content, although now with TikTok, we're getting content from other places, but those writers are hungry. Those people, and, and we talked about it, uh, I think it was earlier this, this week or a couple of weeks ago, 
um, with, when we had that um, guy getting into AI. Everyone's so concerned about AI. Make better art. Be bulletproof. But you know what's not bulletproof is that time clock and the Apollo curtains are coming through. And Morgan, we want to give this opportunity to you to tell nice everyone problem. how they connect with you, to tell them when you're going to have prestige on your show for his interview <laughs> on the crazy thing. And if you want to do other things like maybe have me on, we'll watch Seven Samurai, some Kurosawa. Like, let's get oh, weird. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Seven Samurai, I mean, Magnificent Seven is an American adaptation of Seven Samurai. And I know George Lucas drew inspiration from both Westerns and Samurai films when making uh when making uh Star Wars. I mean yes. case in point, Han Solo's costume. Right. Ooh. And and Karasawa he makes mad, you know, and Karasawa he makes bad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have a samurai. Um see you quoted you quoted Tupac, I quoted Bare Naked Ladies on the same episode. But please tell people how to get in contact with you. Uh, for, for, for sure, for sure. Um, you can, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm like really building, building up the, the building up our, our YouTube channel, you know, Cobb's, Cobb's Corner Podcast, I guess, uh, youtube.com slash Cobb's Corner Podcast, all one word. That's uh, C-O-B-B-S-C-O-R-N-E-R podcast. And <laughs> and um, my Instagram is Cobbs underscore corner underscore podcast. Definitely follow follow me on Instagram because that's where I'm going to be posting all of the promotions for my new episodes, any upcoming episodes, any guests that I guess that I may have on, or just my like initial reactions to things. And I've I've also like posted. Like, you know, watch this movie on so-and-so streaming service or, you know, uh, tune into Secret Invasion Wednesdays on Disney, new episodes Wednesdays on Disney Plus. Um, mm -hmm. So follow me on Instagram, follow my TikTok, Cobb's Corner Podcast, all lowercase, no spaces um, for collaborations or really just content suggestions. Email me at uh, Cobb's Corner Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, I'm on all the listening platforms. So definitely tune in to, to, to tune in to Cobb's Corner uh, weekly episodes, Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So click that bell. You don't want to miss out. And um, yeah, that's about all I got. I wish we can talk Thanks. more. I wish we can talk more. There's so <laughs> yeah. much. Um, of course. Of we course. can just Ooh. dig inside this endless pit of just knowledge we want to get from all three of our brains. But unfortunately, yeah. the time is now on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, EZ Blues. Appreciate you, Morgan. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. About trying to figure out what it's all about. Existentialist, am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know.